Well, it's been a long time, I think. You know, you're finally hearing from us. I don't think we gave you guys a proper send off last time. To be honest, we were we were just kind of we were kind of pouting at the end of the season after game three. It wasn't really a fun time because especially I watched that game on ESPN and then I had to go to work that night and it was all bad. But your boys from Banditland Boulevard are here in the flesh. And if you're watching us on YouTube, welcome. And if you're listening to us on Spotify. Hey, look, we're on YouTube now. So if you want to see the visual platform, you want to see what the boys look like. If you haven't seen what we looked like yet, there's your opportunity. Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Boxhead 98TL, with one of your co-hosts right here in the flesh, Trevor Howard. How has it been going, Tony? The bands are 3-1. and one. I've been mm-hmm. busy, so this is our first pod of the, of the new season. But the boys are looking good right now. <laughs> Yes, they are. I mean, after a uh, kind of like a slow, but where the heck were we going? Start at home against Albany, and they just been a tough on the road one. lately. Yeah, that was, that was a tough one. But after that, I think that kind of woke up the boys and said, "Hey, guys, uh, this is not who we are. We don't lose by one for a reason. We lose because our heads weren't in the game, or we obviously miscommunicated, or possibly." Out, we got outplayed. Obviously, the young boys of Albany said, "Hey, we don't, we don't have our six top guys anymore. So now it's time for us to shine." And look what they did. They ended up winning eleven to ten at at uh, Key Bank Center. But ever ever since then, the Bandits been on hot. They've been three games straight. Uh, you can't ask for more. Uh, especially, uh, let's see, goals against average now. Uh, well, technically speaking, goals fourth. Uh, it's been up around fourteen, fifteen per game. Can't ask for better looking than great. That. I mean, 14, 15, 14, 15 goals should be enough to put a team away. That's what, at least if you're talking Toronto Rock, Georgia Swarm, most of the time Albany Firewolves, but they they said, you know what? We saw how good this team was. They took us in overtime last year in <laughs> Albany. We don't want that to happen again. They came out hot. I'm just going to yes, say that did. better team, great goaltending. And also, Tony, we haven't even talked about the new acquisitions yet and the departure. So no more Connor Fields, which kind of broke my soul a little bit yeah. last June. Uh, no, Kevin, no Kevin Brunell this year. But yep, we, off have to the some, side. we have some players to replace those guys. Dylan Robinson, who scored his first NLL goal about a week mm-hmm. ago against the Halifax Thunderbirds. Great seeing that. Also, yep. to see a guy like Big Brandon Robinson, where the hell did this guy come from? He's been hmm. looking great too, scoring five against the Georgia Swarm, which we'll get into in a little bit, but huge sure. game from him. Uh, right now it's been the Josh Byrne show, seven goals in one game against Halifax. And Tahoka Nanakoke, we've been we were pumping on this show because <laughs> you guys remember last year, established last year. Established 2022 Bantland Boulevard. We were saying rookie of the year. While he didn't get that, and I think he was really snubbed out of that top three, uh, mm-hmm. he has the possibility of getting that MVP. He has been the MVP, MVP caliber. The that, bandits. That's tough, but sure. It's tough the way Connor Fields has been playing in the 585, but I think if you're talking team MVP, this is a guy who really just put it all on his back. Chase Frazier came into the season on the injury reserve. We don't know when he's going to return. Chris Cuche on the injured reserve. We don't know when he's going to return. So you got guys like Thomas Vason stepping up. And right now, they have, they're at 750 winning percentage. They're 3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. You get rid of you. You kind of put that Albany game in the rearview mirror, and you're right now you're facing this home and home stand against the Georgia Swarm. Took them on the road, eighteen to nine. Doubled them up. What a game that was. 
Yeah, they pretty much put the pedal to the metal and they didn't even look back. Basically, they said to themselves, if we're going to win this game, we better start fast. And that's what I told us last year. If you're not going to start off quick and don't look back, that's exactly how they got to play all the time. And basically, that's what the, I'm sure the fans are saying. Why can't we just get a jump start and then just maybe trail and just stay uh, play steady, but keep them on their toes? But that's what we've been preaching last year. And then the same thing, look, it's showing again. You go off hot, you get on a, uh, a spark where you're going to be up like five, six goals, and you just you coast in a way, but also to keep up with your opponents. But they were finding the net left and right last, uh, uh, what was it, Saturday. a few days ago. And, Saturday, they just, yeah. and they were just lighting up both uh, Dobson and Wendy. It was unbelievable how they were just finding goals left and right. And – I mean, not to mention right now, the Sabres are getting their asses kicked by the Philadelphia Flyers with the Goathead jerseys on. So we just decided Uh-oh. to light up light up your night with some highlights from one of the good Buffalo teams in here um, that, that could actually double up and beat other teams and score 18 goals. That's the, the only team I know is the Buffalo Bandits that can score 18 goals in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to, like, uh, keep your mind off the Sabres right now. But... <laughs> I mean, big game. I think Georgia, if, correct me if I'm wrong, they had to pull their starting goaltender after he let in the first five goals in the first three minutes of the game? Yep. He, uh, five goals and nine shots. They said we had to pull him. And I was like, wow, already giving up hope on this guy. But you got to slow down, but they weren't slowing down. The Bandits just keep on, kept on scoring. <laughs> There's no hope for Wendy either. He just nope. didn't know what to do. They left him he out to dry. So lost. They left him out to dry, and he gave up 13 <laughs> goals, but mm-hmm. he shut out the rest of the first quarter. So they probably thought, hey, this is a great decision. We can come back in this game. And then Robinson scores five. And then Ian mm-hmm. McKay scores. And then – I mean, Tehoka's scoring, and, and Josh Byrne is scoring, and the Bandits are just really piling it on, 18-9. to 9. While it doesn't seem very close at all, because it really isn't, the Bandits did go 0-1 on the power play, but here's something that we really haven't seen yet all the season. They, ha- they got over 50% on their face-offs, 19 of 31. They were struggling hard against Halifax. I think they only won like six face-offs out of 40-something, I'm pretty yep. sure, which was Albany very, very too. rough. And Albany, it's nice to see that the Bandits can get these little mini moral victories within a big victory like that. Like face-offs are finally coming together. The goals, mm-hmm. 18 goals should be enough to put away any team in the National Lacrosse League unless they score like 20 goals on you, which really isn't that common. But the Bandits scored the first goal, didn't look back, and that shows you the shades of the 2022 Bandits, the way that they would operate. When they scored that first goal, they would rarely look back and they'd run up the score. Yeah, I mean, that's nice to see that they were almost averaging five per quarter and the way that the bands were playing, they were just out to kill. And that's basically what they did. Uh, You figure the swarm were going to come in and sting us to death, but it was the other way around. And we just basically turned it around on them. And like you said, we won by double digits and uh, double the score, 18 to nine. And that's what you proved to be um, why the bandits are so good when they just start off hot during a game. But you also got to realize that it's also the goaltending too, as well. You got experience versus the unexperienced. You got Matt Vince in that for the Buffalo bandits. And that's the reason why that we have been successful in most games 
above the rest. And that's why I'm so happy that we got Matt Vince for another year. This might be, Hey, you know what? I don't know if the rumors are true because they're all saying this might be his final season yep. uh, with the Buffalo bandits. I mean, maybe they'll sign him to one more year. I don't know. We all don't know. So all we can say is that be graceful that we have Matt Vince for another season. And maybe this might be the, uh, the year or possibly the championship run again. And maybe this time we're the victors on top. And we can ride him out into the sunset the way that he honestly deserves it. Um, yes. Because, I mean, if you go back, and we don't really like going back to game three, I, it was just <laughs> the reason we could do a whole show about it, but the reason was John John Tavares didn't change his game plan from game two to game three. That's what bit, no. us, that's, that's what bit us in the butt, and that's why we lost that championship. But Colorado's a great team. Um, they are a fantastic team. But at the same time, if you saw that – that ceremony or the presentation of them dropping the banner, that banner doesn't that it looks so bland and boring. So I'm, I'm kind of over it now. They sound like the most ugly looking banner or the most basic looking banner. I'm like, you want to have that hang down from the Pepsi center or wherever you play now? (laughs) Fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, But I mean, a great summer for those guys, for that city. I mean, while the Rockies weren't very good, but the avalanche and the, um, and the, and the Colorado mammoth both won in the Mm -hmm. same month, the championship. So that's good. Uh, good for them. But here's the thing about this Georgia game. The thing that's really, really scary to me is that Dane, Dane Smith is such a weapon. He led with the bandits and shots on goal with 14, but -hmm. at the same time got seven assists. So he's a shoot first guy, but he's Mm -hmm. also a pass first kind of guy. If that makes any sense, team should really be afraid of Dane Smith. And you're looking at this guy, Brandon Robinson, 73 bigger guy. You think he's an enforcer? No, he's a goal scorer. Yeah, especially with that uh, the ESPN goal with the one-handed shot over the shoulder on Dobson. I couldn't believe the fact with that goal. But again, like you said, this is something new now. Dane Smith's got to experience with new players being on the team too as well. The thing that I wanted to start off by saying uh, about Dane Smith is after watching him the first game, like he was all over the place. But the fact is that the shots were not on net. It looked like he was really struggling from his MVP year coming down to like, Oh my God, is this the, his first year again? Like he was struggling right. to find the net Taking but then, weird shots. Yep. But then here's the thing I'm seeing as outside looking in as most fans do is that you got to understand maybe now since he's gotten all the hype and everyone's always going to be based on him. He's allowing players to up their game and to actually score the goals for the team. Why is it always got to be 92 to do all the the goal scoring? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have have to to be be. that way. And the thing is, is that I'm liking the fact he's becoming more of a playmaker now than he is a goal scorer. That's fine. As long as the other guys like Josh Byrne, uh, the Robinsons, um, Kluge when he gets back, Frazier when he gets back, um, who else is out there? Uh, Tohoka now. Tohoka, to yeah. Two leader. It's only his, what, second year? Second year, yep. Second year. So give him a chance to shine. Look what he's done this past game. He's already got eight points, four goals, four assists, and he's really becoming one of the team leaders in the point goal-getters. So you got to kind of like hand the torch to another player to be the goal scorer instead of seeing um, – Dane Smith do it mostly. I'm not saying that Josh Byrne has not done it. I'm not saying that other players on the team have done it, but this kind of gives you a little relaxation for a well-known player to say, Hey, I don't have to be the goal scorer all the time. I got 
faith in my teammates that can do the same job. And look what's happening. We had a sock trick by Josh Byrne last game. Fans against Halifax. throwing socks all over the field. That, that almost happened crazy. again. If Brandon would have got one more goal against Georgia and I was, For sure. I was ready. I was so ready to throw my, even if I was at the bar, I was ready to throw the sock at the TV for all oh, yeah. mankind. I swear to God, they were like, we're just throwing these dirty socks up here. Yeah, the beer sucks. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but the fact, the fact is, is that I really wanted to see that happen i was like oh that would have been great to see but you know what the w is what i wanted to see is uh you know i almost did an l there so i was like oh shit that's an l not a w but the w for the boys in the orange and black but good for them and they did and they did in, in great fashion too i mean <laughs> absolutely blowout fashion it's stuff that the bandits have really been doing to the georgia swarm like that was they used to be the thorn in our side especially when they played in minnesota you go back to those mm-hmm. days when they play in minnesota we had a tough time beating that team i've been to the games where they lost like 18 to 14 in buffalo against georgia i'm like these guys are really really good and then when they go to the playoffs they're like well what's all the fuss about they're out in the first round and then buffalo started to catch on and it seems like oh, ever since 06, the Colorado Mammoth have been giving us headaches, and we've known that for a long time. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of overcome the whole Georgia Swarm thing. And yeah. we've, we've especially since last year, we've really been blowing those guys out. And we got another shot coming up this week. I know the Bandits take them. Is it this Friday? or I think it's this Saturday. It they would be this the, Saturday. This Saturday, they take on the Swarm. I think January that should be 14th. a really good game. January 14th, Banditland. Should be really, really loud for that game. And yep. I think, you know what, one of the things that I saw out of like from one of the past games, I think it was against the Thunderbirds, Matt Vince, while he is such a great goalie, he's kind of showing his age a little bit. I, I don't think the possibility of re- retirement is just a possibility. I think that could be a real thing that could happen. You saw a lot of those shots going over his shoulder. He would be mm-hmm. dynamite with those in the past. He's not letting anything go over his shoulder. But then you look at a game like Georgia, and he's stopping everything except for the bounce shot. The bounce shot is the hardest thing to stop in lacrosse. Just ask anyone. He has his weeks where he, you know, he's kind of weak around the along the shoulder side, but there's also weeks where he's locked down. Um, so you know what, inconsistency could be a little bit because of age, but at the same time, he's still the same guy. Um, and if we really want to win this championship, we got to win it this year more than any other year if we want to send Matt Vincent to the sunset, I think he's going to keep signing one year contracts until, you know, we win that title. You think maybe if uh, they keep, like you said, if maybe not this year again, you think they'll resign him again next for next year and keep devil and Shanahan on the, on the, uh, the shelf until he's like, Hey, I got to see a little playing time actually right at the end there. Cause since they he were did. up so much and uh, he, I believe what he stopped uh, four or five. He stopped Lyle Thompson on a breakaway and a rebound. I mean. Yep. So that could show a lot of promise, guys. I mean, yeah, it's only one shot, and it's also uh, only a total of five on him, but one got by him. But, again, is this what we're going to be seeing in the future for the Buffalo Bandits? It might be Devlin Shanahan as our guy, or are we going to see Matt Vince again one more year if we don't win the championship? We also don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes, right? Like, we don't know if Matt Vince is is – maybe prepping Devlin Shanahan a little bit. Like he said, Hey, listen, this might be my last season. Just watch what I do. Work with me in practice. Cause I'm warming you up. Cause you, you could be the full-time starter next year. We don't Absolutely. know what's going on uh, in the locker room with that. But the point is like, yeah, we had a bad game three. That was a heartbreaking championship loss. And especially after that game one, where all you had to do was go 500 the rest of the way. But you see the three and one start and you, you get that hope again. You get that promise again. So yeah, we don't have Connor Fields or whatever. And Rochester is probably going to be that 
it's going to be Austin Rochester, probably that one, two juggernaut team. And yep. which would make for a great uh, Eastern Conference Championship Series. Uh, 100% sure would make for make for a great series, especially if game one's in Rochester. You know that Bandit fans are going to be invading that building. Um, but season goes on, and I think when you have these, you know, you, you lose a couple of decent players. You think you're going to get David Brock, and then he retires, then unretires, then signs with the Thunderbirds, and then now he's on the IR. Everything's going wrong, it seems like. But then you see the first four weeks of the season, the Bandits are three and one. Yep, especially how, uh, like you said, or like I said, it's a rocky start. But then they said, "Look behind you. That's done. We can't look, keep looking back and make it a, like worry ourselves." And then look what they did. They go and they march out to three straight victories. Especially the confidence booster that you need. And that's not to sound cocky, and it's not to sound like, "Yeah, we're the best again." You're not. You have to look at the standings, guys. And Rochester is really surprising a lot of teams this year. And there's, especially a, there's a way more start. competition. There's way more competition now than last there year is. ever was. Especially like, with the draft and everything else going on. I mean, you. I mean, what else can you ask for? This is what the best of National Lacrosse League is, how it's going to grow. And I'm hoping more teams join in because this will be great for the entire country and for uh, basically all of North America to basically say, hey, we can – all cities can play. And I would love to see more than 30 teams in this league actually grow. But until then, we got Vegas now. The Desert Dogs are now here. We got Panther Um, City that was Panther City last year. Yep. Fort Worth, yep. You know, so hopefully boy, there'll be new teams to come. Uh, I'd like to go and see them in other cities too, besides after flying out to Colorado to watch game two live and uh, obviously be on like TSN. Yep. Uh, Albany. Let's see. What other channels? Uh, ESPN two and all that other jazz. And I'm sure a lot of people back home are like, Oh, we saw you guys there. I'm like, you should have came out and supported yeah, them. Game game three was on ESPN. It got so much recognition. So yes, but um, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, you got you got the Desert Dogs in the league this year. You got Panther City with our boy mm-hmm. TK coaching that coaching that mm-hmm. roster in Kaluski, um, and those boys over there. Even though they did lose Jeremy Thompson, uh, mm-hmm. now he's their, with Georgia, who was their captain, which is a little a little crazy to think that after the after year one they're trading away their captain. Um, mm-hmm. But it would be nice to see you know the league expand and to, and to see you know some more cities you know come out and support these guys i know that chicago used to have a team i know detroit used to have a team um bring back boston boston blazers used to be our number one rival outside outside of the philadelphia wings back in the 90s if you guys remember that the blazers were right there as one of our top rivals but and then the expansion of rochester and then everything you know we've always been huge rivals with them san jose Mm -hmm. used to have a team yep I think Portland used to have, yeah, Portland, Portland used to have the a team. One-year Portland. Unbelievable. They go to the championship their first year, and then they fold. How? How? We beat you them so bad. That's there. You don't just get rid of them. Jesus. We beat them, and they said, yeah, we're done. That was our one-and-done run. So, <laughs> and that, that was not – that was too. Edmonton as well, for sure. Because they're over there, and they're over in Saskatoon now as yeah. the rush. But, uh, yeah, that was – go back to 2008. That game was uh, – that was never a blowout in any fashion whatsoever. I mean, Portland took the lead, or we took an early lead, and then mm-hmm. Portland would come back with the lead, and then Buffalo. And keep in mind, this is when it was one and done. This wasn't a best two out of three. This That's was right. a one and done thing. And I don't know what you guys think. You guys can comment below or share your thoughts, but I think that's what it should be. I think yes, it should absolutely. be one game. One game. I like nail biting games. That's what I makes the too. game exciting. I I absolutely agree. Like we would have hosted Colorado. That game one would have been for the championship. We would have won. Oh, 
God. Now that you said that, I'm just even more pissed about that series. <laughs> God, just was like, oh, you had to bring that one and done. And it would have been like, that's it. Bandits win at home, and we're all set. We don't have to worry. Vince can ride off into the sunset if he wishes, but it's like, damn it. Now we can't. No. And we three. finally uh, we finally climbed the hill of we finally beat the Colorado Mammoth. Like, yeah. that would have been great. Uh, mm-hmm. But – I mean, this league is really growing. I know they had a special on ESPNU right before the season started. They're like, I saw it's like a 30 minute show. They're like, NLL season preview 2023. I'm like, I might have to check this out. The anchors, to their credit, never slept on the Buffalo Bandits. Two out of nope. the three said they would win the East. The other guy said that the other guy said Toronto would win the East. I don't know yep. what he's looking at right now or if he's chewing his words right now, but Rochester, <laughs> where. In the don't even tell me Connor Fields is the only reason why they're this good. There's no way it could be. It, it could be. That's I mean, scary. one one player changing up a whole team. I don't know, but goaltending's been locking it down. They did lose uh, Beltran to the um, to the Desert Dogs in the expansion mm-hmm. draft, who was one of their top players last year. So, can one guy change a defense, offense, and goaltending? I don't know, but you do have some of the old bandits. Familiar faces. You, you got. I think you still have Hogarth over there. You got Hogarth mistaken. over there. You got. Uh, oh, what's Jesus? I am terrible with names. I'm, that's why I'm looking them up right now as we speak. So I know that Mitch DeSnew was over in Toronto, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I've been saying free him, get him back in Buffalo since since the day he left. Mm-hmm. Give him to a contending team. That team will be locked down on defense. I wouldn't mind having uh, having Snoozer come back. I think that'd be a great mm-hmm. signing. But oh, that's who it is. It's Matt Bennett. Matthew Bennett. And they got Jordan Storos now. I forgot about Storos. Yeah. And got yeah. They got Jordan Storos. They got uh, Matt Bennett. They have Matt Gilray. Gil Gilly. Yeah, I forgot about Gilly. Gilray's Gilly. over there too. Yeah. And wow. like you said, Thomas Holgarth is there as well. Hoagie. Wow. Yeah, but that team or is like my friends would like to call him Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> From the night, <laughs> they call him Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> Hodor. Yeah, but yeah, they got some good players on their team, and I'm surprised how well they have been playing. They do, yeah. But you know what's also good? You're going back to the Bandits here. Seeing some of these guys that they've been growing in developmental are getting some starting reps. I mean, Dalton Solver is a full-time starter, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing Brad McCulley as a full-time starter. When he's, uh, you know, when he's, when he's off the PUP, it's great to see him off that, by the way. He's a full-time starter. Uh, you see Kellen LeClaire coming out of nowhere playing shutdown defense and transition, looking good. Yes, he uh, is. And then, obviously, we all know who who Bryce Sweeting is. This dude is the king of blocking shots. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's he, he can lay some people out. He's great at blocking shots. It's great to have him back there. Whenever there's an expansion draft, it's always a good and a bad thing because you know that you're going to lose a, a decent player. And we did with Connor Fields. Um, and I never thought in a million years he would go to Rochester. Just Vegas had to deal him there to get two consecutive first-round picks. Like, it was uh, Rochester kind of shot themselves in the foot, losing two first round draft draft picks. Mm-hmm. For all we know, they could be extremely low picks because of how good they started off the season. So this might be win win for both Vegas and Rochester. Um, but I mean, you're looking at this ro- this roster that the Sabers have. Carter McKenzie, I think this is his first start. Correct me if I'm wrong. Against the Georgia Swarm. Yeah, I would have to say it is going to be his first start because Number he's twenty nine. Yeah, it's just weird. It's same, it seems like he's the Pommonville of uh, Banditland. That's what <laughs> he is. So that's unbelievable and, how the well he has been playing so far. And Defensively thank God. wise, he's actually really one of the next tough guys like 
replacing Jordan Storrows. And I give props to Jordan Storrows. He, I was surprised we got rid of Jordan Storrows, honestly. He was a, he was a, he wasn't the biggest guy, but he was very scrappy. He would always mix it up. Very scrappy. That's what you needed. You needed a guy like that. And he wouldn't sit in the penalty box that much. I'm, oh, man. Me too. Me too. But you you look at this roster. Is uh, like the defensive men that you need with. Sweeting, and that's the one-two punch you need right there. But also, don't forget our good old captain. When as soon as he came back, and plus, that's probably the reason why we lost uh, Game One of the regular season. Oh, it was shocking to see that he was inactive. Steve Priolo, and I was like, "Where the hell is Steve Priolo?" No, when I saw that he was inactive, I was like, "What the hell?" Like, mm -hmm. I thought we were going to win this game. I'm like, "Oh, you got me second guessing now." Oh, yeah, like nothing. Like he wasn't there. I was like, uh, this could be a problem if someone else doesn't take the reins and, you know, <laughs> takes over. But apparently, as soon as he came back, I'm going, it's all good now. It's yeah. all good now. <laughs> but you, you, you look at this roster and you're like, you're thinking, like, you're just, you don't even watch the game. Look at the roster. And how many goals would you say that this roster can score in a game? Like, no Chris Cloutier, no Chase Frazier, no Connor Fields. Uh, you got injuries left and right. Mm hmm. I would say, you know what? Yeah, this this team might score 12 goals. We might win this game 12. On average, I would 12, say that too, yeah. 12-10. But this team has depth, and we've been preaching this to you guys since last year. Like maybe when the playoffs came around, they got a little nervous, couldn't finish the job, whatever. Regular season last year proved to us, and this regular season right now, four games in, proved to us that, hey, man, like this team has depth. And a lot of it. Well, hopefully we can do the same thing like we did last year and just make sure to stay healthy. And the fact that uh, with the way how we got our new guys, like the Robinsons and uh, with McKenzie and LeClaire and all these new signings, I'm hoping that this team is going to still continue to grow and be the team that they have been. But again, like we said before, under the best coach you can ever ask for, or I can say the, the best player of – of the land, if you may want to say, and still under Johnny Tavares, I'm yeah, Alexander say, Ovechkin, Wayne Gretzky of box lacrosse, Ovi, oh God, yeah. Gretzky, whatever you want to say, whoever's the best All combined player. into one. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny T. JT. JT. No doubts. I mean, Johnny who that's, Tavares. You know, that's who he is, man. I mean, here's the thing though. You're talking like the bandits this year. Are they contenders? Are they not? I think the first four weeks proved to you. They are contenders. They very I mean, are. They can lose a top star, but they can also create a new star under, under development. The thing that they need to do is prove to us that they can finish the job, but you got to take it game by game in the regular season. That's just the nature of the beast. Yep. Like we said, one game at a time is the only thing that you're going to have to worry about. Worry about your opponent that you're facing that very day. Find out the keys to beat them. Score fast, play smart defensively, protect your goaltender, and above all else, what have we always said, Trevor? Stay out of the Stay box. out of the box and shoot the damn ball. That's it. That's what you guys got to do. And also, I love that this team is bringing toughness. I think before we wrap this up and give our players of the game, you look at the Sabres, and I'm, I'm kind of hard – I'm having a hard time seeing what Sabres can actually throw a body check. Like, I'm being dead serious. Like, they are they've – been, they've been proving a lot of us wrong – this year, they've been looking pretty good, I guess, through the first mm -hmm. X amount of months of the season. But they're not that strong. Like, they don't really throw body checks. The Bandits no. are a good team. They score goals, and they throw hits. They're very physical. Yes, they are. I like the fact with uh, um, Carter McKenzie, Matt Spanger, Bryce Sweeting, um, 
then you got your uh, your captain C Priolo, and the fact that they can uh, they got the bigger set toughness that I've been thinking that they've been waiting for. Um, yeah. That's going to be a huge, huge factor. Maybe not as fast as what we want, but positioning wise and just straight up toughness, that's what you need to protect your goaltender. And again, the speed will come when you use it. Uh, the toughness has always got to be there. And that's the, the main thing to stay conditioned for the games uh, to play a full on uh, 60 minutes. And believe me, it takes a toll on the body every single game. I'm sure these guys are probably hurting after every play, after every chance and every, every shift. goal, everything, just everything guys. You got to understand it's like basketball, floor, hockey, uh, hockey, and ice hockey. Yeah. yeah. Not ice hockey. I'd say floor hockey more because you're you're more on feet than you are yeah, on skates. Football, football, I football, guess. Yes, physicality. Yeah. Good God. That's the only thing. You just can't – you don't understand how these guys are day-to-day going to work and then playing a sport for their city. And you got to understand that, um, you know, it takes the toll, the mindset, and everything else. But if they're coming out to perform for the same amount of money that they make at a normal job – you guys got to appreciate how much they've done for the city and how much winning that they do. Yes. Especially I mean, how they're the only Buffalo team has been a big time name. The only team in the key bank center with championship banners. I mean, that's just how important they are to the city. Yes, they are. You can't go out without the orange and black. I'm telling you right now, folks, if you think if we took away the bandits across and they go someplace else, either in a different arena, I'm not saying different city, but I'm saying different arena, you know how empty that would look uh, for just, basically one hockey team. And it's not because of the it fact just that they, be the same. they won't make money. It's just, it won't feel the same. So like you said, um, I think the Sabres and Bandits uh, with the fan base, I think I'm going to say more leaning towards lacrosse because we're loud. I, I've never hear Sabres games be loud just like that. Yeah, I mean, Especially unless, you're, unless you're watching the maybe when they won their 10th game in a row a few years ago. That was Possible. very loud. Um, the I mean, the overtime game against Minis- against the Minnesota Wild when they scored that goal. I mean, that I've never, was crazy. I've never seen the camera shake like that for a Sabres game in a long time because it was so loud. Not but, since the playoff game when Chris Drury scored that uh, game tying goal. Seven seconds to send them into overtime. Yep, seven, and then and then Maxi Finneganov in overtime. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a long time coming for the Sabres. But you know, with the Bandits, you get that consistency, and you have your off years like maybe 2017, 2018, where you're. 2017, you're basically rebuilding your roster. 2018, True. you're close, but you didn't really get there. You'd still have great attendance. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're diehard fans. That's basically what it is. And no matter what the outcome is to any sport, football, hockey, basketball, baseball, you name it. But I think lacrosse is starting to become a lot more higher than people think. And, Mainstream. And of, course, yep. and, of course, Banditland is one of the hottest places to be because our fans are crazy. And I love the fact that how good we uh, represent our team. And we go on the road to represent uh, the one team that we know is going to be as much loud and annoying and disruptive to any city we go to. And believe me, folks, when I say this is that we are a bunch of misfits that we can start trouble to yep and there um, misfits is a great word to describe that because because <laughs> you know what after this week we got rochester in rochester oh, and if, and if oh, you don't think oh they if have you don't think, to see this <laughs> you do not think you're not going to see a lot of orange in those stands you are sorely mistaken i mean I'm you going. will you will i i want to go badly you should so, we'll have go to get update those tickets you guys. quick 
we'll have to update you guys on that situation and get some videos <laughs> of the game posted to the new to the new YouTube channel. But yes. like that's we're what on I'm YouTube saying. now. We're on YouTube <laughs> now, just in case you guys didn't know. Real quick, because Zoom is about to throw us out of here in, a, in like Uh-oh. three and a half minutes. All Player right. of the game, the against, game against the Georgia Swarm. This was hard to say, but this guy really stormed on the scene. You may have seen this coming. I'm going with Big Seven Three, Brandon freaking Robinson. I like that pick because of how he got his five goals and uh, one more, just one more away from a sock trip. I would have been throwing okay. my socks, man. I would have been throwing. Like them. I said, I would have been throwing my socks at the bar, but it doesn't matter. That That's would have been a great pick. I like that. Um, that would, that would be a guy... night that the bartender would never forget if you did that. Yeah, let's just say don't drink out of the glass that's in there. But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, my gosh, that's funny. Um, that's great. I'm going to say hands uh, hands down, Mad Vince, downright playing lockdown, dial it up. He is not letting anything get by him. And, he, again, just shows you why he is the goat of goaltending. And can we say another game where he lets in less than double-digit amount of goals? Yes. He, he has to lead the NLL in that stat. I mean, I think, I think he's the goat of all goalies. He's won what three titles in in the five eight five. He's still got to win one in Buffalo. I'm still counting on that to happen. We want, Matt, if you're watching this, please just do us all a favor. Just get these guys to want to win a title for your sake. I mean, I mean we want to play. We want them to win it for you. Technically speaking, we want to see you have a, another ring on your finger to say, "Oh, it's orange and black. It's not blue and turquoise or whatever from Rochester." Yeah, <laughs> teal and teal and purple. That that disgusting we want an orange and black ring. Okay. Come yeah, we don't on. we don't we don't like that teal and purple garbage. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was uh, he's gonna be like the freaking Tom Brady picture where he's like holding up the rings. He's got to have four. Come on, we need that to happen. I want him to see four. I want him to have that ring. Matt Vince, your player of the game. B Rob, my player of the game. 73, big man. He also got into a fight game one, if you guys didn't see that. You guys can probably go back on the ESPN Plus rewind and watch that, but he got into a big fight and almost busted a guy open, if I if I remember that correctly. That's um, true. But we got Georgia coming up, so you know what that means. We got your preview coming up later this week. It's great to have your boys back. Banditland Bulldogs. We are back. Never forget this name because we will never leave you guys. And we love and support you. I got the Spotify rap stats. Dude. We were like, what was it, 55 uh, different listeners and 55 followers and a lot of people that added us to their playlist and stuff. Like, we really Absolutely. appreciate that. We really appreciate Guys, it. we love you. Thank you for watching and listening. All day. And you know what? Go Bandits. We're going to – we're you know what? 18-9. Let's, let's try to win this week like 20-9. to How does that sound? Oh, you're already making the predictions already? 20 to 9? Jesus. I'm going to say that we that we score close to 18. I know that for a freaking 18 fact. again? That could be possible. I mean, yep. they have been close. Every game they've been, uh, what is it, 18, 15, 18? That could we have, again. We have, we have handled Georgia fine the last three years. I'm very confident. I'll say they'll get 14 and still win. Nice. So from myself, Trevor Howard, my guy right there, Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Box at 98TL. Catch him in the bowl seats in KeyBank Center if, if you're there. Thanks for listening to Banditland Boulevard. And as always, let's, let's go, go Bandits. Bandits. Let's, let's freaking go. go.